Hello everyone, you're welcome once again to another episode of Ugo's Take. And if you're listening to this episode, you're one of the lucky ones because today is a milestone episode. It is the 20th episode of Ugo's Take. So thank you all who've been supporting, who've been listening via Spotify, listening via my YouTube, my uh, Facebook page, listening via my Twitter page, listening via uh, my Instagram uh, page. So thank you all for listening and supporting me all this while because i do this for you i do this so that you can hear my own side of issues that happen around the world around the globe not everything every day but um some important things that happen maybe sports having to do with indie comics and things like that. so thank you so much for listening thank you so much for following on spotify and thank you so much for just generally being supportive and those companies are sponsored a couple of episodes thank you so much Cecily um, thank you so much for sponsoring and um, I want to thank everyone for being part of this journey it's been it's really been a journey I uh, started from one episode and I was like well are you sure you want to do a podcast are you sure you can actually deliver on a podcast are you sure you can be consistent that was, those were my fears so in the end I was able to answer my questions in the affirmative so thank you so much for supporting thank you so much for everything so now in today's episode i'll be looking at two broad segments first i'll be doing a review and preview of the english premier league day one it started on the 12th of september that's this past weekend so and then i'll also be looking at the indie comic industry looking at um give my take on certain top comics that you should look out for and why you should look out for those comics and try to support that kickstarter as well and i'll also be giving some insights into my own comic book universe that i'm trying to create i'm working on at the moment working on with some amazing artists and once it gets out you will be the first to know so let's dive straight in to the preview no rather the review review then we do the preview now the premier league started and once again the stadium we are empty in terms of having fans there are no fans in the stadium so and that was a bit of a downer but health first safety first before economics before um enjoyment on the ground or in the ground in the in the stands watching the game is better to be safe then sorry so now <laughs> there's some interesting results to look at west brom leicester city football club and west brom <laughs> one of the newly promoted sides from the championship i think they won the league yeah they won the championship but they were spanked silly by a leicester city football club and that's essentially <laughs> like a welcome pack saying welcome to the premier league we know you've won the championship we know you've been great at the championship level but there's a totally <laughs> different ball game altogether so the loss though they were home were the hot horns they lost 3-0 to leicester city football club and jamie vardy got two goals that man again he seems to defy time seems to defy time into your 30s and banging in the goals week in and week out so 
that was an amazing game a really really interesting game if you didn't see the if you didn't watch it live i think you should go look at the highlights and really enjoy the game now the next <laughs> on my list here is tottenham tottenham Hotspurs versus everton and now the jury has been out, I would say, um, towards the end of last season. I know when Jose Mourinho first initially, first or should I say initially, joined the Premier League club, um, they were struggling. Um, Mauricio Pochettino was sacked and he took them to a nice, should I say, six, uh, top six finish um, last season. Uh, but towards the end of the season, people were pundits, commentators were like, oh, Mourinho has gone back to his old ways again. He's gone back to his ultra-defensive style. People, some pundits say, oh, um, football has passed him by. Evolution of football has passed him by. And he's still playing ancient football. But for me, it's all in the results game. It's all in the results game. And football... In football, the saying is true, there are many ways to skin a cart, you know. There are many ways to win a football game, there are many ways to get victory. So you could either be auto you could be auto defensive and you get your one goal and you win the game, or you could play semi ultra defensive, play on the counter attack, and and you may end up winning three or four nil. Or you may be the heavy metal um, you may choose to adopt the heavy metal style of football, which is what um, Jurgen Klopp does, uh, and that's won him the league, and in the previous season uh, won him the Champions League. He won the Champions League for the Merseyside club. So football, either way. So and then with the, on the Everton side, you know, Everton um, had just signed Alan from Napoli and signed Hamas Hamas Rodriguez, I think, from Real Madrid. Now the question was. How much Rodriguez would he fit into this to the Premier League? You know, would he really get rolling? Would he play very would he play well? Um, would he be overrun by the hard tackling um, midfielders and defenders in the Premier League? You know, but when it came to it, he was outstanding. He was outstanding for um uh, the for Everton Football Club, another Messi side club. He dominated the game, you know, in the middle of the pack. He played very well, and then he was co- he contributed immensely to his side, winning the game against um, um, the against Tottenham Hotspurs. So, and Calvert Lewin got the goal for um, for Everton Football Club and won one goal to nil. Now, some pundits are already saying. Mourinho will be the first uh, manager to be sacked, the first Premier League manager to be sacked. Some have even said, um, like the former Chelsea def- defender, you know, uh, the former Chelsea defender, Marseille, played for Olympic Marseille, uh, played for uh, uh, the French team that won the 1998 World Cup, Frank Leboeuf on ESPN FC. Uh, said um, probably Mourinho will have just three days. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, right, 
three matches you know three match days after the three matches if results don't improve probably he'll be sacked so i feel it's kind of harsh it's kind of harsh and it's still a bit too early you know it's a bit too early uh to say you sack jose Mourinho. um so let's see what happens but strange things have happened you've seen coaches sacked after two games you know you could get walloped eight nil or nine nil and then you you you're shown the door but i don't think um someone like jose Mourinho will ever get trashed that way he may lose the next game and win the game in the middle draw the next game draw the next game win and then he buys himself a bit more time so I'm okay with the fact that Jose Mourinho wouldn't be sacked so quickly. Now, another pro- newly promoted side, um, and that's Fulham Football Club. Um, they hosted FA Cup holders, Arsenal Football Club, and they lost heavily. They lost badly. You know, it was, it was really terrible, terrible to watch. You know, you, you feel terrible for them. If you were a Fulham fan, I'm sure you would have felt really, 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 really bad. You would have felt really, really terrible. So, ah, uh, they lost 3-0. And the new boys was a, um, one key point to note, or something very important to point out uh, in the game the two new signings for Arsenal football for, for Arsenal contributed to the goals. You know, Gabriel, the Brazilian defender, signed from from uh, Lille Metropole in the Fred League R, got a goal on his debut, and then the former Chelsea man William William Burgess assisted, had a hat trick of assists. You know, he contributed three assists to the game and the Gunners won um, the game 3 0. So I'm thinking maybe Arsenal fans will be saying it's a goodbye, and maybe some Chelsea fans will be scratching their heads to say, oh, how, why did we let him go? I know we've signed a bunch of new players, but it's like he still has something to offer to offer the um, football club. But, well, he's left, he's gone over to the red side of London. And he's done well so far. Let's see what happens. And I know a lot of Arsenal fans are getting really hyped up to say, oh, we're going to win the league. But I, but I say, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Pump, pump, pump the brakes. You know, because we've seen this with Arsenal time and time again. They start well, first five games, smash, smash, smash through themes. But at the end of the day, they struggle to win. Uh, <laughs> struggle to get into the Champions League places or sometimes completely miss out like they missed out last year and the year before and they end up in Europa League spots. So if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'll pump the bricks while I'm happy why I would be happy that um my team that's if I was an Arsenal fan, which I'm not, I'll be happy that okay, we've won the first game, let's build on it. Though we played again though Arsenal played you could say they played against uh a newly promoted side so and just like West Brom they're like uh, rabbits in stuck in the headlights you know ooh, like ooh, is this how it is you know kind of shocked you know what's uh, what's going on so it was, it was smashed 3-0 let's see how Scott Packer 
reacts you know if he's able to motivate his team for their next epl games because sometimes newly promoted sides once they get smashed or once they lose their first game you know they find it really difficult to get into the groove of things you know and then it's just a slippery slope from there on in to the end of the season when they get relegated i don't hope that happens to fulham for sake of fulham fans i'm hoping that um, they're able to recover from this junior loss and move on to and move on to um better performances now one shocking i wouldn't say shocking performance but it was a very a very exciting match it was a very entertaining game um and it felt like defenses were thrown thrown out the window you know defenses were thrown with the the baby defense was thrown out with the backwater <laughs> you know if you could say so so this game was between liverpool and leeds united leeds united um one of the most historic clubs in english uh football not just english top flight not just the english premier league alone but all strata of english football you say premier the leeds united one of the historic clubs traditionally great clubs in the in the uk and remember when i i used to watch um, leeds united play um ac milan in the champions league final in the champions league final and um they had the likes of mark viduka alan smith uh the chief himself lucas radebe you know he had these amazing players and somehow after a while they got relegated and well like they would never make it last season they came close to making it under their manager who's like a, man- a football managerial god Marcelo Biesla the Argentine um, national so the lo- and then this season they put up a really outstanding performance and they got promoted think they finished second and they got promoted to the um Premier League now the first game you would think would be a bat- baptism of fire you know baptism of fire because you're pitched against Liverpool the champions of, of the of the Premier League you know that won the, uh, uh, the league is almost like should I say more like a procession no one really could compete with Liverpool all through last season and then you have a newly promoted side in Leeds United despite their history coming up against a side like Liverpool so you would be forgiven to think that well maybe uh Liverpool would just run right over Leeds United and that would be it but Leeds United Liverpool Liverpool if you get what I mean they put the pressure on you know high pressing high octane football and Liverpool defenders were <laughs> you know were were under massive pressure you know Van Dijk that is Mr. Cool himself that some say he's a Rolls Royce he's cool he was put under so much pressure that he gave the ball away to Patrick Bamford who ended up getting the goal you know so at some point you would have six players in the Liverpool box in the Liverpool 18 yard box so you then wonder is this a newly promoted side 
But at the end of the day, you know, Liverpool have the better players. And by just by the skin of their teeth, they managed to get the win. They got a penalty and uh, Mohamed Salah, who, who had scored twice previously in the game, went on to score the the penalty and um, the hat-trick. Now, looking at the penalty itself, it's one of those that you just say, Mm-mm, you shake your head. Because this is what I call cowardly defending. I know uh, Rodrigo is a striker. He's just signed by um, Leeds United. I know he's a striker. He's a forward. So defending may not be his his forte. But still, come on now. He did this thing where you have where defenders, you see, put their hands behind them and then just stretch out a foot lazily. It wasn't the harshest tackle in the world. It wasn't the hardest tackle in the world. But you just know a team looking for a win, you know, would do anything to get that win. So the moment his leg, his, his I think it was his right leg, his right or left leg, but one of his legs made contact with Fabinho, the Brazilian midfielder for Liverpool, football club, he went to the floor. Fabinho went to the floor, and that was it. The penalty was awarded, and Fabinho and um, Mohamed Salah scored the goal. Converted the penalty from the spot. So, they were just, and you could see, you could see Marcelo Bielsa's face just go flat, and then went almost red with rage because you the team has played so well match liverpool at their own game you know because what you would expect would be for a newly promoted side to sit back uh, play with two banks of four and then maybe come up with a new new draw and then go home happy but this united played very well i was very impressed with their attacking game with their high press up the pitch you know, making Van Dyke look look ordinary for once. You know, making him look very, very ordinary. You know, so I understand. I understand. I completely understand that he was completely angry. I hope that does not signal the end of Rodrigo's um, time at Leeds United because the error was just was just elementary, was just childish, a childish mistake. You know. And that's what I call cowardly defending. Where you're not actually defending, you're trying to protect yourself rather than actually going out to stop the ball. You know, rather than actually going out to prevent the opponent, opposing striker, opposing forward um, moving into your own half or moving into your own 18-yard box or taking a shot. You just... Um, trying to save face and just do something lazily and then it costs you uh, that more times than often more times than not costs you cost teams goals cost him goals so one important thing to take away from the liverpool game is liverpool can be gotten at and this has been obvious since last season there's a game I was watching that was Chelsea versus Liverpool. I think maybe three, four games into the new season. 
that was last season and um, you had Chelsea up against Liverpool there was always this gigantic space in behind Andy Robertson and even more so in behind even more so in behind um, Trent Alexander-Arnold you know they always leave spaces in behind if you find the right ball you can get to them and if you decide to actually press them high up prevent um, Virgil van Dijk from passing the ball out with ease you stand a chance because if you sit back they'll pass the ball around you and you lose the game before you know what to say so that's my take from the game and now to the preview preview time I don't have to sing so but preview Chelsea will be taking on Brighton football club and the Wolves and Sheffield United will playing uh, to are playing today and before I started recording Wolves Wolves uh, were leading two goals to uh, leading two goals to nil um, though they are playing at Sheffield United's ground um, so that means Nuno Espirito De Santo may as well win this season this season once again so to the preview then Chelsea sticking on Brighton today and Chelsea has never lost to Brighton in 10 games in 10 fixtures Chelsea has won 9 and drew 1 against Brighton Football Club now What's going to happen? Because this is not Mourinho's Chelsea. It's not Conte's Chelsea. It's not even Sarri's Chelsea. You know, this is Frank Lampard's Chelsea. We would have to see if he has learned his lessons at all. If he has learned his lessons. We would have to see because last season Chelsea lost to West Ham. Chelsea lost to Watford. Bournemouth, which was relegated last season. You know, and even the FA Cup final, you could see spaces, gigantic spaces, you know, in the back line. I know everyone loves to blame Kepa because he's, for me, he's been made the scapegoat. Kepa has been totally, absolutely 100% made the scapegoat. You know, he's made the scapegoat. And Pat Nevin, the legend, a Chelsea legend, has kind of shared my sentiment. Shared my sentiment because he said, that he knows Kepa has made mistakes and I agree Kepa has made mistakes for sure but the people in front of him the defenders the, the defensive midfielders you know what happens how does the ball get to Kepa so often and it's not like crosses come in and he flaps at the crosses and then the strikers get a goal or they take a shot and he punches it into the field of play and the striker scores You know, and Lampard is allowing the fans, the media, to see um, Kepa as 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 someone who's hundred percent at fault. He's not preaching it. He's not going on to say, "I think Kepa is the one at fault." No, but he's letting it happen. And each time he plays Caballero, who is a veteran, but he's nowhere near the level of Kepa. Each time he plays Caballero ahead of Kepa, he furthers that point of view every time every time he does that 
for me, Kepa makes his mistakes, but he's not the defensive problem. It's not. It's not the. It's not the root of the issue. One, Chelsea loses. Chelsea loses the ball way too often for a side that bases its play on possession. And then to defend how the, the the defensive midfield failed to get to the ball, how the defenders fail so often to mark their man. It's it's just something I don't understand. Now, um, for the game proper, I'm done with my mini rant because anytime it comes to Chelsea, I must have some sort of mini rant because I'm emotionally um, connected to the club. Now, um, hopefully, I hope to see Timo Werner, and I think from what the from the news we've been getting from the UK press, it's like he will be, he will be starting, he will be playing today as well. I'm hoping to see him. I'm hoping to see Kai Havertz. I'm hoping to see Christian Pulisic or starting because if Chelsea plays the way they can play and the way they ought to play, 100%. At least a two-nil victory, three-one victory against a Brighton side, but. If they go on to play, be too comfortable, be too relaxed, lose the ball here and there, then the game will be lost. So my prediction for the game, fingers crossed, is a Chelsea victory by three goals to one. And um, now I'll be moving on to the next segment, which is where I'll be talking about indie comics, uh, my indie comics, other indie comics that you should go on Kickstarter to support. And look to get their uh, books and um, before I do that I would like to say by next weekend I would give the while I'm doing the uh, while I'm doing the preview for other games I would also do the Chelsea review a review of the Chelsea game that will play today and a review of the Wolves uh, Sheffield United game that will play today and also do the preview for those games alongside other games as well. So don't go anywhere. Keep listening. <laughs> I'll 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 be back. The second segment is coming in real soon. So keep on listening. Hi, welcome to the second segment of today's episode of this 20th episode of Ugo's Take. And thanks for sticking with me and thanks for listening all through. Now, let's dive straight into it. Indie comics. Why do I love indie comics? I always love storytelling. I read my first script when I was 10 years old. And um, I've always had fun creating stories for my own personal entertainment as a, as a child growing up. And then as I grew up, I fell in love with storytelling. And then comics, for me, it's a very underrated, a very, it's a very, rather, a very underrated platform for storytelling because you, you've got the visuals which you have in your various panels and then you've got the heart of the story which is the story itself 
Now, I wouldn't bust with long talk of my history with storytelling. I'll go straight into talking about um, my comic book universe that I'm working on. It's called Wahala Comic Book Universe. The Wahala Comic Book Universe. So, those of us or those of you who might may be of Nigerian descent, Nigerian origin, or you actually listening to this in Nigeria, you would appreciate what what I mean when I say Wahala. That's the name of the comic book um, universe. Wahala Comic Book Universe. So, you can follow it on Instagram. It's just at Wahala Comics. And that's it. As the only social media platform that it's on at the moment, so I'm working on various books like Ghost Oni, I'll uh, be coming out very soon. It's in the works. I've done the, I've done with the story. I've finished the writing. Now some amazing artists working on bringing um, the visual aspect of uh, the story to life. Uh, so I also have a Kickstarter campaign, and to be honest, it hasn't been going too great, but. I'm ready to bootstrap this and make sure it works very well and it comes out to be awesome because all the stories, all the characters I've created so far are awesome. Even if it seems like I'm tooting my own, my own horn and blowing my own trumpet and <laughs> being my own marketing uh, manager or my own marketing executive or personnel. But um, jokes apart, the storylines, very awesome, engaging. Ghost only is something you would you don't want to miss out on. So if you're an indie fan, just keep your ears peeled on this podcast and all my social media platforms because I will be dropping a page or two soon, preview pages so you can see what you ex what you hope to get from the Wahala comic book universe as a whole. Also, I'm also working on the Wahala comic book. Of knowledge, the Wahala comic book universe, book of knowledge, which is a book that would help readers before they get into the book or before they get into individual books or even after they've gotten into individual comic books to learn or get a to get a grip of various things in the universe like the name of the places, you know, the name of certain things in the universe you know so things like that would really uh it, that's why i decided to do that book because it would be helpful you know it would help it would help uh, people to know certain things about the universe so once they open the book you know it you already know what it is you know when you see xyz you already know what xyz is when you've read this book so keep your ears peeled as well because that will be coming out very soon. I just started working on that, so it will be out very soon. So, um, enough of me, enough of my own stuff. Now, I just want to drop a few um, highlights, a few highlights of some key. I know there's a plethora of indie comic books out there having their Kickstarter campaigns or Indiegogo campaigns or even selling on... Um, on Amazon and um, so there's a lot but I just want to point out a few that you should go on Kickstarter to support their Kickstarter campaigns and even buy their book go to the website and buy the book for instance there's concrete comics um, they're based in the US and uh, 
amazing people, Onaji, Onaji, uh, Alonzo Star, and all the people in the amazing team at Concrete Comics. They're having a new Kickstarter for, I think, four origin stories, four comic books that origin stories have tagged Genesis. So go on Kickstarter and support this indie comic book artist, this indie comic book company, not artist, it's the actual indie comic book company. So you go on and you support these people, back their Kickstarter. And also you could go on their website and actually order their books. Order their books. I've read a couple of them. They're really amazing. My favorite characters so far is Ordina. You know, Ordina is the bad. Is my favorite character. So you could go on and discover your own favorite character in the Concrete Comic Book Universe. Just go on their website at www.concretecomics.com. Or you could also follow them on Instagram as well, Concrete Comics. Search on Instagram, you find a code comics, you can follow them and have a direct interaction with um, with the publishers of the comic book. Now there's Unique comic as well. The, I think the um, an African uh, uh, comic book. So some of them as well. There's Eaton Comics with Howie, uh, which is one of the uh, with their frontline character and Jemba as well. So go on support them. Follow them on Instagram or Twitter as well. Eaton Comics. That's E T A N C O M I C S. Eaton Comics. Now there's Jebion Comics. Phenomenal, phenomenal comics. Jason Barrett is the uh, owner, the creator, the author of the comic book universe, the Jebion comic book universe. Publishers of Heru, and there's a new book of Heru One and Two. Which I've read, and now there's a new book coming up on stream. It's the age, I think, is the age of heroes and villains. So you can go on Instagram, you can follow Jebion Comics, you could also follow the Age of Heroes and Villains. I think it's the book reveals the coming of age of villains in the universe and heroes as well in the universe. So I don't want to give anything away. I kind of have a sense of where of the genesis of the book but i don't want to spoil anything i want you to go on um ww hero comics and check those books out for yourself you know check those books out for yourself and also if you want to really support the indie comic book industry i i urge you to go on to kickstarter find one any anyone that appeals to you because you have Indie comics by various people. You have Black Moss Comics as well. It's an, an exceptional book. So you can go on as, as well on Kickstarter and support um, these very, these comic books out there. Now, I'll soon be ending this. Forgive me. It's a bit short. As we go, as we continue to listen to this epi- to episodes of Ugo's Take, indie comics will be coming on regularly. And for those of you that follow me on Instagram, Heroes and Villains is not dead, it's coming back. Yes, it is coming back. So don't you think, oh, Heroes and Villains is dead. He just did it for a couple of episodes and stuff. No, it's coming back even better, stronger, more entertaining, more exciting, more, you know, high profile guests will be coming on IG Live. 
and I want you to follow and listen and enjoy this as well. Like I always say, if you want to um, participate in the episodes, you want to ask questions, you want to leave your comments, please send me an email via ugostake at coolsite.net. That is U-G-O-S hyphen T-A-K-E at C-O-O-L-S-I-T-E dot N-E-T. That's the email address. Or you can follow me on Twitter, StakeUgo. That is at S-T-A-K-E-U-G-O on Twitter. On Instagram, you can follow me on Ugo Stake, but it's U-G-O-S underscore T-A-K-E ask your questions drop your question there and i will surely get back to you and also if you have topics you would like me to discuss or you want to participate in come on feel free send in the questions and i'll do my best to address those questions just give my take essentially on those topics now before i end this i will I would be doing great injustice if I don't mention my friend, my brother in the comic book industry, TJ Stellan, whose Kickstarter campaign was a resounding success. You know, he publishes Okemos, which is essentially a story of a young kid, Kel Alonso, Alonso, who has to battle between his inner superpower and time travel time traveling uh, police officers so to, so to speak or enforcers you know in an exciting exciting story excited if you like your science fantasy like your star wars and you know that's something for you to watch to say star wars meets for me back to the future it has so many elements like if you're a real geek or you love science fiction science fantasy styled stories you should listen to this you should no go sorry not listen go get the book go get his books and then also look for a way to support his kickstarter campaign i think it's closed for now he got up to twenty thousand dollars you know in the kickstarter campaign i think that's an, an exciting you know ma- benchmark to have reached you know so i think he's going on to bigger and better things so make sure you get a copy of his book i've read i've read one of the books it's really excited i wouldn't be saying all this if i haven't read the book so make sure you read it so thank you all for listening i know this segment of indie comics is kind of short but rest assured more indie comics content will be coming on ugo's take for all you indie comic lovers like myself so thank you all and have an exciting morning afternoon evening depending on where you are and stay chilled bye bye